Welcome to MedTech Connect, a new digital health regulatory podcast from Sightline. I'm Eliza Slaughter, your host for this episode. I'm a senior writer on the European team at MedTech Insight, covering medical device regulations as well as policy and reimbursement issues. Each monthly episode of the MedTech Connect podcast will see a regulatory expert interviewed on pressing topics within the digital health space, either by myself or my colleague Hannah Daniel, who covers US regulation. In this episode, I'm speaking to Alexander Olbrecht, Lead for Digital Health at MedTech Europe. We discuss the various upcoming EU horizontal regulations that manufacturers of digital medical devices must be aware of, such as the proposed AI Act and the European Health Data Space, and how these interact with sector-specific or vertical regulations contained in the MDR. We also spoke about the potential risk of overregulation in this space and how medical devices may be impacted over the coming years, as well as why international standards should be utilised, particularly in areas such as cybersecurity. Stay tuned to listen to our full discussion and make sure to follow Pharma Intelligence on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts if you want to be alerted when new episodes come out. Hi, Alexander. Great to be back on the MedTech Connect podcast. Um, Today, we're discussing EU horizontal and vertical regulations and how these interact with a particular focus on the digital space. Um, So first of all, all medical device manufacturers will hopefully be familiar with the broad requirements set out in the MDR and IVDR. But are there any articles contained within these regulations aimed specifically at AI-based or software as a medical device or digital products that companies should be aware of? Yes, and first of all, thank you again for having me. It's uh, it's great to be here for a second time. Um, but to, to dive straight into your question, it's, it's true, uh, medical devices and in vitro diagnostic medical devices that are incorporating or qualifying as artificial intelligence, they are currently regulated under the medical device regulation and the in vitro diagnostics medical regulations. Furthermore, and on top of that, specific requirements for high-risk AI systems um, are as set out in the proposed AI Act are covered under the MDR and IVDR, in short. And so these regulations, so the medical device regulation and the in vitro diagnostic medical device regulation, already ensures the safety and the performance of devices by putting in place these extensive requirements related to AI-enabled devices. Uh, and all of that results in the CE marking of, of that device. So. so hopefully companies will be familiar with that, but um, I think it's good to just mark that out, you know, just in case. Um, but aside from the rules set out under the MDR and IVDR that companies need to be compliant with um, in due course, They should also be aware of other horizontal legislations, such as the proposed AI Act, EHDS, the Data Act, NIS2, which recently entered into force, Um, uh, although I believe it's still not quite transposed into national laws yet, but that is upcoming. Um, So what is the interplay between these horizontal regulations and sector-specific regulation outlined in the MDR and IVDR? Well, in recent years, there have been new horizontal legislative proposals, um, as well as updates to legislation uh, with which the medical technology already complies. And we recognize the intentions of all of these proposals and the proposals, uh, especially the HDS, uh, which may represent a landmark moment in health data innovations, as we discussed last time. Um, And there's 
examples and where horizontal legislation or sectoral legislation are, are very clear. Uh, and one of that is the Network and Information Security Directive, as you mentioned as well, or short, the, the NIS. Um, that directive ensures that our manufacturers, they have clear cybersecurity rules in the event of a cybersecurity uh, incident, including a breach. Um, at the other hand, some things aren't as clear, for example, with the Data Act. Um, there, Metec Europe is concerned about providing access to all device data outside of the safe confines of our sectoral regulations, uh, which may present unforeseen risk to the patient's safety and fundamental rights, and in particular where such data is then reshared with third parties with the potential GDPR implications. So it's of the utmost important that to avoid these types of duplications, conflict or, or even multi-level requirements, uh, and to ensure consistency with existing uh, horizontal and sectoral legislation. And this includes not only the MDR and IVDR, as we're discussing extensively, but also the GDPR, uh, as, as uh, I give the example with this. And of course, if you talk about the existing ones, you need to talk about the upcoming EU legislation. There you have the, you have the same uh, with the AI Act, the Data Act and Cyber Resilience uh, Act. Yeah, definitely. I've seen um, lots of MedTech Europe's position papers, which um, I think anyone listening to this should definitely read, you know, when it comes to specific different legislations, because they go really in depth about the potential problems. Um, so, yeah, overall, do you think there's a risk of overregulation or overlap in general when it comes to innovative medtech products? Um, and if so, what changes is MedTech Europe calling for? Well, we believe that every digital legislative proposal has its clear merits. Uh, we're more concerned about the legal uncertainty, um, but MedTech Europe is committed to fully cooperate with the EU uh, legislators and has consistently called for regulation that interlinks coherently with our sectoral framework and with the GDPR. Um, it's important to say that where requirements are already met under sectoral regulations, those regulations should take precedence. Uh, and the sectoral regulations are designed to ensure safe performance of medical technology. And so therefore it's critical that new legislative proposals do not interfere adversely with this goal. Yeah, I think that's a really important point um, about making sure that the sectoral regulations um, do take precedence because obviously those are geared towards medical devices. Uh, and not just every product that falls within this broad category. Um, so MedTech Europe has also called for single conformity assessments to be carried out for products that fall within the scope of multiple regulations. So for instance, the MDR, the AI Act uh, and the EHDS maybe. Um, why is it so important that manufacturers don't have to undergo multiple conformity assessments? Yes, indeed. We we have been constantly asking uh, and called for single conformity assessment procedures. Uh, the reason for this is that the conformity assessment procedures established under the MDR and the IVDR, including the related designation of appropriate notified bodies, is a part of a, of a delicate and secure ecosystem. And it ensures the safety and the performance of medical technologies before they are placed on the market and they are made available for use by healthcare systems and patients. However, recent legislative proposal risk is, can establish this, this two-track system, uh, if you will. And by example, with the AI Act, for example, 
as currently proposed, will likely establish two parallel conformity assessment systems, one for the medical device itself and one for the artificial intelligence element of this device. Um, whereas now it's carried out as a single procedure with AI defined as a medical device software. Um, and every element of a medical device, including the AI, will be deployed in a healthcare setting and interacts with patients. So therefore it's crucial it remains this case. Another example that we can give is the EHDS, but there it's less clear and we recognize the need for electronic health record systems to be regulated. However, where a medical device or an in vitro diagnostic medical device is involved, the conformity assessment procedure under the MDR and IVDR must be the sole responsible procedure. Uh, and it's, it's, I want to stress again that we need to collaborate extensively, and we have done so in the past with legislators and other stakeholders on ensuring that this remains the norm. However, there, are, there remain some concerns stemming from uncertainty in the legal text. That makes a lot of sense. Um... And yeah, it's also important to note that the AI Act and the EHDS are, of course, still under development. So um, I guess we'll see what happens in those spaces. Uh, but I think that's why it's so important to discuss these potential issues while we are still in this development stage, in my opinion. Um, so what other key regulatory developments that medtech companies who make products based on AI or software um, should should they be aware of if there are any? Well, that's a good question because instead of relying solely on regulations, medical technology companies need to be aware of the development of European standards related to digital legislative proposals. And for example, the AI Act is being supported by the European standardization organizations as SEN and Sinelec and drafting standards to help AI systems uh, system providers meet the requirements for high-risk AI systems, including those used in medical devices. And we shared our initial views with the European Commission that these European standards should be based on existing international standards when applicable, and to avoid duplication and inconsistencies for AI providers operating in and outside of the European Union. And the standard development will be crucial for the implementation of the EHDS, so the European Health Data Space and Cybersecurity Measures, and cybersecurity is, is, is a good one to point out because that is an important example where international standardization is crucial due to its cross-border nature of cybersecurity and the digital world in general. Yeah, I'm really glad that you brought up the standards and guidance because there's so much coming out at the moment, um, especially with cybersecurity. Um, and yeah, there's just this whole wealth of, of documents coming out um, that are going to be so important. Um, so I think we should end on a more exciting note. Um, not that regulation isn't exciting, but um, what do you think is going to be the most exciting development within the digital medtech space? So it could be a particular type of device or a group of devices or even an initiative. Well, first, everything about digital health is exciting, including the regulation, but uh, who can blame me for thinking that, right? But for me, the most exciting development within digital health is, is the increased trust. And that trust leads to willingness to develop digital skills. And those result in an increased uptake of digital health technologies. And hence, they are supporting healthcare professionals in focusing on the patient and providing them with the best care possible. 
So it's a cascade really of, of things following up on each other. Uh, but ultimately it ends up with the patient and, and the care provided to them. And I think really that digital healthcare technologies can really assist there and be this great asset to the toolbox that medical professionals have. Um, but apparently I'm not the only one seeing this uh, because some countries are seeing this as well because they are developing reimbursement schemes even to make this uptake of digital health technologies sustainable. That's important to stress sustainable and an integral part of healthcare systems of, of the future. Uh, and I think that is the most exciting thing that we're all, at least that gets me um, very optimistic about the future of digital health and that integration into the, the healthcare systems and, and eventually in, increasing the care for patients. Absolutely, and reimbursement is definitely an area that is so important and there's been great developments think, in France recently, um, but also, yeah, Germany's got its digital health reimbursement, um, Belgium. Yes. Not sure. Have. Am I missing? Am I missing any no. out? <laughs> no, I, I'm Belgian, so I know the M-Health Belgium uh, okay. quite, uh, quite well. Indeed, uh, Germany and now France is moving uh, quick in that uh, in that field as well. So it stems us very optimistic and we see other countries as well moving into that same uh, uh, direction uh, and, and shaping those uh, visions and strategies on, on digital health uh, technologies and the uptake of it. So um, I think that is a very exciting notes to end on uh, as you suggested so uh, yeah yeah definitely i'm very keen to see the developments that happen in this space if you're interested in hearing more about the ai act specifically and what it means for medtech i'll be moderating a panel discussion on this subject at the medtech forum conference in dublin on the 1st of june the session which is sponsored by roche is called the potential of artificial intelligence in healthcare how the ai act could become the deciding factor for transforming healthcare more information can be found on the MedTech Forum website.